0: Hey everybody, this is John Carlo Alino reporting for The Game Plan and I'm happy to be joined by my guest. He's going to be talking about this landmark PFL vs Bellator event coming up later this month in Saudi Arabia. He is a former Bellator featherweight champ and Grand Prix winner. He's AJ Mercenary McKee. How you doing AJ?
1: Oh, another damn paradise out here in SoCal, man. I can't complain. We got a little bit of rain, but uh, you know I like the rain. You know that means it's snowing in Big Bear. Just I, I just can't go snowboard, so I'm a little bummed about that. But hopefully I can go go knock Clay Collard out real quick, and then there's enough snow to last this month, and I could go get on that mountain.
0: That's great. Before we get into that uh, big fight you got coming up there, PFL versus Bellator, uh, you competed at that final Bellator event under the old regime there, Bellator 301, and there was a lot of uncertainty at the time, uh, what was going to go on with the promotion, whether they were going to be just dissolving or sold, and the news came out that PFL bought them, so what is the morale like for you as just a competitor under that banner for so long, and what's it been like now dealing with the new matchmakers and owners at the PFL?
1: Um, for me, it's a, it's a phenomenal experience. You know, I've, I've always been keen to, uh, doing the cross promotions and being able to do champs versus champs and, and really, uh, solidify the best of the best and show that every organization has the best fighter. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't really matter what organization you're at and where you're at. The best in the world is the best in the world. And that could be anywhere and everywhere, you know? So, uh, come full circle, you know, um, fighting previously on Bellator 301 and, fighting on the first pfl with bellator card um it's just an honor you know i think it's an honor to have ended with myself and then to start with myself you know so for me it's it's an honor you know and i'm going to saudi like it's going to be a phenomenal event first pay-per-view event and um i'm excited you know i'm just honored to be on it honored to be a part of the history making and uh put on a great show
0: And just even talk about like the history of uh, the promotion. Anybody who mentions Bellator, guaranteed your name pops up. Uh, You started your professional career there, was a big part of uh, just the popularity growing every year. And Scott Coker uh, always talked highly about you going through that Grand Prix, even. So, like, what was Scott Coker like as a promoter and just dealing with that as your first experience as a pro?
1: Man, Scott Coker, he, he's been in the game for years, you know, he's held some of the best fights that uh, Mixed Martial Arts has seen from glory to pride, like, you know, he's hes had anybody and everybody on his roster, you know, he he breeds champions and that's what it's all about, you know, so being a homegrown talent, I feel like I'm the cream of the crop and he did an excellent job working side by side with my father and uh, building a superstar, AJ the Mercenary
0: McKee. Definitely. And uh, we're seeing that just the excitement of uh, you being announced for this card, taking on Clay Collard. And you're uh, taking on one of the guys that held PFL now that he's been synonymous with them. So when his name came across as the guy that you're going to be competing against, uh, how did that make you feel?
1: man for me you know the mercenary does what the mercenary does he doesn't care who the target is he just goes in there and does his job so uh there were a couple of names that were thrown around and a couple of guys fell through and then they came across with clay collard and we said let's do it you know we we don't turn down fights we go in there with the job to do you know we're the first one in and the last one out and that's the way we like it to be you know by the time you catch drift that the mercenary has been in the cage he's already gone and out so uh with that being said you know this is a great fight i think it's a very exciting fight stylistically and I think it's the best fight to start off the night you know start it off with a bang and continue a great show with nothing but champs
0: and I've seen online like this is being called the people's main event so is that add any more pressure there to go and kick it off uh that main card
1: no man it's it's an honor you know it's an honor to get the respect the recognition and and that's always my mindset you know I go into every fight with the mindset of I don't care where I'm at on the card. I'm the main event. This is my show, and I'm gonna make sure that the people get somewhat of the entertainment that they deserve. You know, so uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm honored that the people are expecting fireworks. You know, they know what Clay's about. They know what I'm about, and it's gonna be a great
0: show. And just even on that, like your last fight against Sydney Outlaw was a dominant performance. You were on your back, and you still did way more damage than he did. He came off like we all saw the pictures floating online after of how he looked. So this new uh, found home I guess A lightweight like how's your body been feeling now after three fights in the weight cut and just competing with the extra 10 pounds on your frame
1: you know honestly the, the funny part is I hadn't really put on much weight, <laughs> so it's just really, realistically, it's maintaining the weight, keeping the food intake up, help helping the body stay healthy, you know. I've been in combative sports my entire life, so cutting 20, 30 pounds just to, to have an edge that I really don't need is, it's not really worth it, you know, but I don't have a title around my waist, so that's the difference um but i'm enjoying it you know i'm eating steak i'm eating whatever i want and life's good you know my weight cuts are happy you see i'm smiling everything's good so uh i can't really complain you know as long as i'm out there performing the organizations are happy with me i have nothing to complain about i'm, I'm loving life but uh it is a little different you know these boys are a little bit bigger you know um when i fought my previous fight it was a little rough trying to get sydney off of me you know where a 145 pounder i just throw him off of me so get off of me you know what I mean so these bigger boys you know when they when they want to lock down and hold you it's a little bit different of a fight, but at the end of the day, you know, mercenary does what he does. You know, he, he's going to cause damage no matter where he's at and try to just make it as entertaining as possible. So I wasn't too happy with my last performance, but at the end of the day, uh, I got the job done and I tried to make it as entertaining as possible.
0: And where were the weight cuts then at uh, going down to 145? Like, were they really taxing on you just mentally more than physically?
1: Um, I don't know, you know, I've I've been wrestling my whole life. My my entire life has been um revolving around wrestling, MMA and so forth. So I have a skill set that not many people have. You know, I've I've dedicated my entire life to this, you know. I've been a pro for what seven six or seven years, but I've been a pro in my mind since I was six, seven years old, like my little brother. It's just that's what we do, you know. It's it's embedded in us and uh I have the skill set, you know? Um, I haven't finished anyone at 55s, and I think that's the difference of being at 55 and 45. At 145, I'm knocking people senseless, and it's easy. 55, it's a little bit tougher. But I'd rather a 15 to 25 minute fight be a little bit tougher than two to three months of my life being tough trying to get down to 145. And uh, that's just the difference. But, you know, for the right fights, I'm, I'm always willing. I've always said I'm willing to, to put my body through it. You know, there's just things I have to uh, I have to bring into play camp wise, the running, the training, the cutting weight properly. There's just certain things that I have to implement and uh, do in the proper manner.
0: And how has your training maybe changed since this move to lightweight? Do you find yourself being able to work on different skill sets and uh, just try new positions instead of like focusing more on that cardio aspect of it?
1: No, I would say my cardio is probably there a bit more just because, like I said, my food intake is up a lot more. I get to lift weights from time to time, you know. I've never been a weightlifter, so I get the squat. I get to hit the incline, decline, and try to bulk a little bit, and that's that's about it, you know. It's just a little bit more work, but to help strengthen the body. I don't want to lose my speed. That's my that's my key, you know what I mean. I, I'm so fast in that cage. I feel like a lot of people don't really realize how fast I am until I'm in front of them, and then they're like, "Oh shit, I can't hit him. I can't touch him." Okay, I'm throwing good punches at him, but he's moving out of the way, and it's like he sees him coming.
0: Like your speed at featherweight, do you feel that that transitioned well into lightweight or was there maybe a a little bit of a surprise when you moved up and faced some guys that they can also be going up to realistically fight at 170 if they weren't cutting weight down to 155?
1: Definitely, you know, forty fives is just a high-paced fight. You got guys that can match the speed, but then they can't match the power. They can't match the reach. They can't. There's there's always something within the arsenal that they're not able to keep up with. At 155, you know, like Connor said, it's like these guys are the stuck in the weight class. You know, the speed from forty fives to 55, it's... It's so easy, you know, so um, I'd be intrigued to go back down to 45s and see how it plays out. You know, obviously, we're going to have to pick the punch count back up. We're going to have to do certain little things. But at 55s, man, it's, it's all fun and games. You know, at that point, I'm just in there doing what I do best and enjoying the moment.
0: And also now, like with PFL owning Bellator, they have this uh, new thing where Bellator, they do have the one-off events, PFL, they're going to do their super fight pay-per-views and the regular season. Does that million-dollar season look more appealing to you right now, or are you focused on the one-off events?
1: Um... It all depends. It it all depends, you know, doing pay-per-view events doesn't really benefit me any. Obviously it benefits the organizations and so forth. I'm not getting points on pay-per-view. So (laughs) for me, there's no, there's no incentive really. So the the, the million dollar tournament is always something that's enticing. You know, I've won one tournament. I was in the second tournament with Bellator. So I love the tournament style battles, you know, especially for myself being the mercenary, you know, when, when Bellator puts those 16 those 12 or a, I think it's, six. yeah, it was 16 on the first one and eight on the last tournament and 155. For me, that's my hit list, you know what I mean? So to go into a tournament and be able to conquer all those great names and, and literally have a, a hit list of the recognition of who was in that tournament and who you were able to uh, defeat is, uh it's ideal. That That's one thing. That, that belt to me is more prizable than the world title, you know, because it it, it shows the history that went into conquering that belt. An achievement
0: and also like even the tournament aspect like is it less stressful because you know who you're going to be fighting when you're going to be fighting you don't have the uncertainty of like oh, okay this guy's above me in the rankings are below me he can't make the fight in this amount of time like does that tournament make things a lot more easier for you as a fighter
1: i would say so yes speaking from myself and my history of being in the tournament i i don't know i just feel comfortable you know what i mean where some people they see the prize at the end and they get all worked up and nervous and i'm just like i don't give a shit we about to fight you know what i mean like we're gonna have a great time i'm gonna have a great time maybe you're not gonna have a great time but i'm gonna have a great time and i've got my eye on the prize and that's what i'm working for is that million dollar check and that world title where other people you know they kind of want to block out that million dollar check they want to block out the belt so that they're focused on the job that's at hand and that's that's disassembling their opponent across from
0: them i'm just going to transition here to ask you about some big fights going on in the world of mma uh, we recently found out max holloway who you've been talking about as a dream opponent for a long time he's moving up to take on justin gagey for the bmf title how do you see that being on
1: oh man i love holloway It's one of my favorite fighters one of the most elite strikers In mixed martial arts, you know, he's had so many great battles, and he's just put on so many great shows for his fans and friends and family and organization. So, uh, styles make fights, man, and Gaethje's a wrestler. And he's a bigger fighter and he's a wrestler. So I'm going to have to go with Gaethje on that one. But I'm always rooting for Holloway. So uh, hopefully Holloway goes out there and he's going to be comfortable. You know what I mean? He's going to be comfortable. He's not going to have to cut weight. So I'm I'm actually intrigued to see how it goes. But if Gaethje goes out there with the game plan of just wrestle, then it's we all know how that's going to go.
0: And uh, another one who uh been close with, Quinn and Rampage Jackson, the boxing debut was announced, and he's taking on a uh, heavyweight boxer, veteran of the sport, champion, Shannon Briggs. Do you think Rampage, like, are you confident in his abilities or Let's Go Champ has he edge in that one?
1: Man, stop it. You know I got to ride with my uncle <laughs> on that. What you talking about, man? I didn't know Rampage since I was five or six deals. He was the one that introduced me to Monster, you know, and. And got me fixated on wanting to be a monster athlete. You know, I I talked to Hans when I was like seven or eight years old, and I'm like, hey, can you sponsor me? Like, I want to be sponsored by monster. You know what I mean? So, rampage all the way, dude. I I I wouldn't care if he had an arm cut off. I'm still rooting for Paige.
0: Yeah, Same, big fan of Rampage Uh, What was Rampage like when you were growing up And just seeing him, like his fighting style Do you have any Rampage stories that uh, you can share?
1: He's a straight dog I remember one time in practice I forgot who he was training with No, I remember who he was training with But I'm just not going to say the name And uh, they were going at it And both wrestlers, they were going at it back and forth And Rampage just got angry And he said, don't make me mad And you know what happens when Rampage gets mad Next thing you know five feet ahead and uh he he slammed the dude knocked his two his two front teeth out and uh dude his, his just his energy you know his ferociousness when when he gets angry it's something different to be able to harness that power and be able to access it at will so that's something I've always kind of watched and been like, okay, when it comes to push and shove, like, you bite that bullet and you give it all you got, that one last hoorah. And, you know, it's kill or be killed in that cage, you know, and that that's what a mercenary is all about, you know. It's either I'm going to get the job done or I'm, I'm going to die in my tracks trying
0: and also had to bring this up here just pulled up this tab a past interview i did with you You talked about cars in the collection you talked about supra's maybe owning an r34 uh have you made any sense to the car collection there
1: um i don't know i i've got let's see what do i have did you know about the corvette i had a grand sport yeah. okay yeah so i got the grand sport i keep snapping belts on that thing every time i take a pull so i think i'm gonna just Get rid of that and grab a ZR1, Um my R34. Fully built my Cadillac. Probably the fastest Cadillac in California now. Facts. Yeah, so I've just been having fun with my toys, man. I I, I need to stop, honestly, because I don't have a single car to drive. <laughs> I'm in my Jeep right now. It's literally the only car. And then my buddy's been allowing me to borrow his car because I've got one, two, three cars at the shop. So I'm actually getting ready to head over to the car shop right now go peek around a little bit, mess around and uh, check these bad boys out. My CRX, my Honda is all-wheel drive now. Fully built. Oh, nice. Things um, Probably like 600 horse. I don't think you need anything more than that. But we can max it out at 7 for the track. But yeah, man, I've just been having fun with my toys. My CRX is almost done. The Supra is what's wrong with the supra the stoop the supra's na right now but i uh i have a whole gte full built motor so that thing's looking to be a 1000 thousand plus easy i just got to send the send something out go get some a little bit more work done and then we can assemble the the motor the motor's actually already assembled i think it's the head we need some the, some head work so get some head work done that'll be done what else my s2000 i waterboarded so that thing's broke right now yeah, I drove it into a puddle and I forgot that I put a cold air intake on, so oh. sucked up all the water and I seized the engine and yeah, I took spark plugs out, tried to crank it and get it to spit the water out. so I'm pretty sure it's about something bent, you know it's it's not it's it's no longer running. But yeah, that just gives me a reason to fully build the whole car now, you know, and make it a track monster or something. I'll probably, I don't know, I've been I've been contemplating S2000s, you know, I have my Honda, my CRX, so I'm going to take the S2000, probably enjoy it for a little bit, and I'll probably do a raffle, a raffle it off or something, and let somebody else enjoy that thing, you know. My little brother doesn't like red cars, and it's red, so I'm like, all right, whatever, you're missing out on a sick <laughs> S2, you know, and then... Yeah, I'm going to get the ZR1. That's that's next on my list. My next three cars, I would say would be the ZR1, the Rolls-Royce Cullinan, and an R34.
0: That's a nice little collection to have there.
1: <laughs> I really, really want a Porsche, but the Porsche I want is so damn expensive. I just can't catch myself spending that much money on it yet. Maybe if I sell a couple cars but eventually i will have my porsche (laughs) it's the perfection of excellence man it's it's like that undefeated record it's what i strive for and i actually got to ride in a porsche and man when i say by far one of the best rides of my life i mean dude we were trail breaking through every turn and i was like i need one of these
0: what year's the super that you have because i know the fast and Uh, the furious one yeah
1: uh yeah mach 4 93 it's a 93 mach 4 it's
0: wow bro so now like if that market for that car because i remember seeing something about just that supra how it's gone up in value so much where hundreds of thousands of dollars like does that make you like think about selling it in the future or just that's gonna be always kept in the garage
1: that was my first dream car man I was like, you know what I mean? It's it's fucking fast and furious lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's import American muscle, you know what I mean? Like I want a charger or something, an SS, something, but I, I just haven't touched into my old school American muscle yet. I got all my imports, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm an American driver, but guess what? I, I'll, imports will always have my heart, you know. It's just something about wrenching on them, hearing those turbos spool. Something, you know, it's just like, oh. I literally used to just take a cruise 2, 3 in the morning and just let the, the turbo just flutter. And it's like you don't even got to go fast. It's just hearing the turbo. But then, you know, Mustang pulls up on you or something pulls up, you know, a little infinity, and it's like, oh like does he want it does he want Muscles. it and it's like nobody expects a honda to be you know you could have a twin turbo hurricane and i'm in a 93 cr or a 91 crx and 90 crx it's like i'm pulling on you gapping you two cars so it's it's not really expected and it's like the underdog you know what i mean so i i always root for the underdog i've always enjoyed being the underdog and uh my Honda is definitely the underdog, but ah uh, man, my Cadillac and and the Corvette, man, they've they've grown on me so much. My uh, it's something about rear wheel drive, dude. You know, being able to trail break through turns and and really feel the car where it's going and and have that power. It's just that V8 power is just something
0: different, man. Do you go to like cars and coffees to show these off? None of them no.
1: <laughs> run. I, I legit haven't been over a hundred miles an hour. It's been a while, dude. My Jeep doesn't even go past 70. You get to 80 and it's like you're drifting a front-wheel <laughs> drive car. You know what I mean? So I, I've been really good on the speed. I haven't been driving crazy no more. I've I've been in my simulator a lot. I got my sim set up. Oh, nice. So I've been in that, and I get on the freeway and do pulls on that, and just get a little reckless in the server. It's called No Hezy, so you, you want to catch your boy out? Hit me, No Hezy.
0: We're in there. Definitely recommend that. And uh, before we wrap up here and let you go, AJ, how can our viewers here have the game plan? Follow you on social media. Stay up to date with everything you're doing, and catch you in uh, PFL and Bellator yeah man
1: hopefully i get a title shot here soon 45 55 like i've said i've always wanted to be champ champ so i didn't get the opportunity to be champ champ some things fell through the through the hole but uh maybe come full circle you know i'll go back down to 45s take a title there and then bounce back up to 55s and take a title there who knows but uh outside of that you know um yeah man all my social media is aj mckee 101 um one and the only one so Tune in, enjoy the show, PFL, pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia, February 24th. Tune in, it's going to be fireworks, man.
0: Highly recommend that. And AJ, I really appreciate you sharing your time and coming on here to join us and talk all about this and your car hobby. And I wish you all the best in your upcoming fight there at PFL versus Bellator.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Peace and blessings. And shout out to all the fans. I appreciate you guys and all the support. So stay blessed out there and enjoy the show.